you doing, my man? Why the fuck you live? Listen to that goddamn accent, Daddy. My, ac- my accent's you fucking awesome. I wonder some shit where. <laughs> I'm I'm in Brooklyn. Uh, I thought maybe you were in Long Island. Nah, Long Island. Long Island's technically New York, but not really. They don't count out there on the island. Yeah, I know. It's still the the accent is similar. Yeah, a if little you're bit. a Midwest, if if you're a Midwesterner. Right. Now that you mentioned, yeah, you're definitely from Brooklyn. Oh, born, born and raised, bro. Is your name really Ferrari? Yeah. Isn't that fucking strange? Okay. I should be like some yeah. sort of famous guy, Jimmy Ferrari from Brooklyn. It sounds like a stage name, but it's real. Yeah, no. Oh, it definitely does. No, that explains you. <laughs> explains <laughs> you being from Brooklyn with a name like Ferrari. I know. It's odd. <laughs> well, I bet the, your I bet your mom makes a mean gravy. Huh? You got you know, see you see that's always the big debate. What is, is it either gravy or is it sauce? That's a big debate over here. Uh, no, my my friends from from uh, from the city and and from across the river in Jersey, I'll call it gravy. You see, this is this is how I distinguish it. On this is this is um, first of all, people. If you don't have any idea, this is John Dugan, mostly known as oh. Gr- Grandpa Fucking Sawyer from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and we're talking gravy right now, so it's good. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. When my mother used to make sauce on Sundays, if there was meatballs and sausage and a big piece of pork or something in the pot of sauce cooking with the sauce, then she would take out all the meat, put it aside, and then that sauce would be considered gravy. If there was no meat whatsoever and it was just a red sauce, it's sauce. But then overall, if I, when I think gravy, I think gravy is brown. Like for like turkey. Oh yeah, me too. Like 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 uh, beef gravy or some shit like right. that. Right. <laughs> yeah, me too. I just thought it was strange they call it gravy. I do too, but you know what? If you want to call it gravy, I'm not mad at you. Well, actually, where I'm from, the Midwest, if the sauce has no meat in it, it's called marinara. Yes, absolutely. But you see, over here, we get we put the little we put the guinea into it. We put the Italian into it, and we call it marinara sauce. <laughs> Well, oh, marinara. Well, yeah, I said marinara. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I get it. Marinara. I said marinara. Yeah. Right. <laughs> put the guinea in there. Yeah, put the grease ball in there. It's all right. <laughs> My old roommate from Quincy, Mass. Or was he from Dorchester, maybe? Somewhere in the... Not Boston area. Joe Kennedy. His name was Joe Kennedy. Nice. <laughs> there were three of us, Kennedy, McIntosh, and Dugan on the doorbell. <laughs> My brother-in-law, the first time he came over to our apartment, because you sound like a fucking shyster, <laughs> shyster <laughs> Irish shyster Irish law firm. Yeah, absolutely. Kennedy, Mac- <laughs> Kennedy, McIntosh, and Dugan. Uh, <laughs> Oh, shit. I can't remember what I was going to tell you now. Oh, it's all right. Oh, well. I, I know that I, you, I mean, we were messaging and, and 
You were like seven weeks on the road. What were you doing to go all the conventions and stuff? Yeah, I I was out for seven weekends straight, and I'd had like one and a half weeks off before that, and I'd been out two weekends before that. Nice. It was just, oh, hell yeah, it's nice, because I got two months off now, and I got money to fucking relax a little bit, you know. There but, you go. Yeah, man. I mean, not a lot. It's not like we're heading to the Bahamas or some shit, but. <laughs> but you don't got to really worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be, you know, I, I, you know, I, my next gig's on the 22nd of uh, January. Okay. I think. Do you know and what con that is? Fuck. I put you right on the spot. I can't, I, I can't think of the name of it, but I think it's in a, oh shit, I can't remember. Is it like Days of the Dead or some shit? Mm, no, I don't do Days of the Dead anymore, but that's a long story. Um, oh no, that's a shame. I met you, I met you a few years back along with Terry McMinn um, at the New Jersey Horicon a couple of years back. Oh yeah, yeah, boy, that was a, that was three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it was, was three years ago. Yeah, that was a good time, man. Yeah, no, it, it was before the country got shut down. Yes, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, that was. A did good I time. have? Did I have a? Uh, was I wearing a trach a tracheotomy at the time? No, you were not. Uh, okay. Yeah, no. so it was after I got my trach out, but uh, you know, I had gone through uh, oral cancer surgery. They removed half my jaw and replaced it with a prosthetic. So I had a a trach oh, in for shit. Uh, really? Yeah. So that was that happened before I met you. Yeah, yeah, must. Well, fuck. <laughs> wow. I think I think it happened before we met, and I probably just got my uh, my trach removed. Wow. Because I had the surgery, uh, you know, like uh, over, you know, August of. Uh, it would be 2018. Okay, so yeah, and we probably met in the winter of maybe 2018, 2019, even maybe early winter. Yeah, it's possible. It's I I go to so many conventions every year. Obviously, not. Oh, really me too. Track. I just and I'm so old, I can't keep track of the. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember the year. I'm not sure who I met where, but I definitely know that I met you at the New Jersey Horicon because <laughs> you are the third in a series of Texas Chainsaw Massacre related episodes that I'm doing. I already recorded with Ed Neal and yeah. I, never, I never met him in person. And I'm like, I know I met John Dugan and Terry McMinn. And then I had to go into my pictures and, and whatever. And I was like, all right, it was New Jersey. I'll oh, figure out where you do. Yeah. Yeah. I had to figure it out. I can't yeah. remember shit about anything. Yeah, I remember certain things, but a lot of things I, I just check out. And yeah, I also way later in my age, you find yourself standing like in the kitchen in the middle of the night going, Why the fuck did I come in here? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I hear, that and reminds then, me that reminds me of the old George Carlin bit. George Carlin has a bit about that. He's like 
you know, about the different, you know, everyone always talks about the differences we have. Everyone always talks about the differences and what keeps us fighting. What about the similarities that no one ever talks about? He's like, uh-huh. you ever stand in the middle of a room and wonder why the fuck you went in there? And the yeah. only thing that, <laughs> and the only thing that, po- that pops in your head is Alzheimer's disease. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love Colin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. So um, and, and, and then I just I just recently recorded with Daniel Pearl, which was fucking awesome. He's a fucking cool guy. Yeah. I, I, I got a weekend with him a couple of years ago in Long Beach, California. And. Uh, he's a good dude. He seems like a really nice guy. He. I reached out to him. I had I had no idea if he was going to even respond to me. I had no idea. So I messaged him on Instagram and I wrote this whole long thought out, like proper professional message. And uh, he just wrote back. He went, OK. I'm like, oh, shit. So I had an awesome conversation with him. And then there's you. And then I'm recording with Alan Danziger and I'm recording with Terry McMinn. Five Texas Chainsaw Massacre episodes in a row. Alan's a fucking trip, man. <laughs> he's a, you know, he's a he's a he's like he, you know, he's a New Yorker. He's like you, you know. Yeah. The other the day, sort of, his same sort of sense of humor and shit like that. Yeah, I don't give a shit about whatever. I'm just whatever. Oh, I, I'm at work the other day, and this weird number comes across my phone. And it says Texas, but it's not in my phone. So I'm like, it's a telemarketer or whatever. So I just decline it. Blew it off. Yeah. Yeah. And then they left a voicemail. And I'm like, and it's like, how you doing, Jimmy? This is Alan Danzig and Jerry from the Texas show. I'm like, how is this guy having my number? (laughs) You know what I mean? But then I call I'm like, Ed like maybe Ed gave it to him. Or something. Yes, exactly. He spoke to Ed and Ed said that he had a good time. So he called me up and we set it up. But yeah, very fucking cool. Very cool. Yeah, you two will hit it off. <laughs> yeah, it'll definitely be fun, man. And here's a little fun fact. I mean, this is this episode isn't going to drop for like two weeks or something because I have Daniel and then you. But then um, today, as we're recording this, would have been... Paul Partain's Paul Part- 75th birthday. Yeah, yeah, 75th birthday, man. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that somewhere online and, and I just felt like I should bring that up. If nobody knows who Paul Partain is, you need to smarten up because that's Franklin uh, from uh What an actor. What a fucking actor he was. Jesus Christ. It was uh and what a nice guy. Just a fucking nice guy. Yeah. Everybody hated him, but he was <laughs> I didn't. Well, he hated him. Well, well, his I'll be the first to admit, and I think it's the general consensus. Well, he never he, he never dropped character. He was such a a, a method oh. actor that he was just irritating all the fucking time. So every, everybody thought that's the way he was, you know. Yeah, because he was irritating in that movie, and it's so messed up, but it's true that everyone is like, it's the only wheelchair-bound person that you've rooted for him to die. Well, yeah, now see that, you know, and I've mentioned this several times. This, the the character of um, Franklin, mm-hmm. 
points to the true genius of Kim Henkel and his sense of humor. Right. He's he wrote the first character of a handicapped person who was just so goddamn irritating. <laughs> He's not sympathetic at all. No. Usually the handicapped person is uh, sympathetic and then they get killed and there was oh no. Yeah. The handicapped guy got killed because <laughs> he was too slow to run away, you know, whatever. Yeah. No, fuck. Fuck. He's just sitting there in his chair. Kim and gets- just made him, Kim made him a whiny fucking fucking <laughs> asshole. It's just, it's been, it's twisted genius. It, it, you know, that therein lies the genius of Kim Hankel, right in that character. That yeah, wrote. absolutely. <laughs> I think he, he probably spent more time on writing uh, Franklin and, uh, and the old man, Jim Seedow's character, than anybody else. Oh, I love that character. I am he, so... Uh, and and he, was writing, he was writing for Jim all the time. Yeah, you know, just add a line saying, "Try this, Jim. Try this. Try." This. You know, he had, sitting there with a legal pad and a pencil, uh-huh. you know, in the corner, just writing shit down and ripping it off, saying, "Here, Jim, try this or that." <laughs> yeah, he just <laughs> he wanted to be so mad, like, like you ruined the door. It's like <laughs> it's so good. I've seen the movie a million times. It's like my favorite horror movie. <laughs> And and every single time his shit comes up, I just I, laugh. Oh my god! <laughs> so good, man. Just, just brilliant. That's one guy that I really wish I would have met, and just to shake his hand and just just thanks, man. Because what a brilliant role. So good, so good, man. You know, uh, uh, Jimmy. I uh, we referred to him as the old man. Uh-huh. Actually, I, I think I actually think that was his character's name. Maybe was the old man. He didn't have a name. He was just, a, just, just remember, you're, you're just a cook. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. We do all the work. You're just a cook. That's uh, right. Um. <laughs> but uh. Yeah. What was I gonna say? Oh, we referred to him as the old man. Uh huh. He was 20 years younger then than I am now. <laughs> Isn't that fucking crazy, man? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. He was in his late 40s. I'm in my late 60s. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah he'd, been almost, he'd have been almost 90-something years old. <laughs> wow. Wow. And, and and obviously I'm I'm forty. What am I? Forty five, forty six. I think I'm. 40. I don't know. I don't know. How I know how. To I don't know. I'm not really asking you. I'm asking myself. <laughs> I know. I, I think I'm forty six, right? So um, but obviously when I first when I first saw the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I was probably like eight. I was probably about eight years old, probably something oh, like really? that. Oh yeah, my parents were cool as shit, man. I'm I'm watching Helter Skelter and fucking Texas and the Exorcist and all kinds of crazy shit. So uh but obviously, you know, I'm like an eight-year-old kid, and I'm sure you've heard this a billion times. 
that I had no idea, and neither did really anybody, that you were in your, how old were you when you were in that makeup? In your 20s? I was, I was 20 years old. 20. 20. Insane. Like, completely mind blown that when I found out years later how old you really were in that makeup, it was fucking mind blowing to me. Crazy. Swears like fucking eight hours of makeup every day that you had to suffer through in Texas. It was the first time it was seven hours, and the second time it was about about five. Uh huh. But oh. then you have to go to work. Ah, <laughs> uh, brutal. And I mean, yeah, it was bad. It was a bad scene, man. I'm glad I didn't have to do it. I I only had to wear the makeup two days, so now, I was there. You know. Oh, for one thing, I had a, a scene as a teenage cowboy, number one, at the uh, uh, cemetery, but they, they cut it out of the uh, uh-huh. film. Well, in the uh, opening credits, like in the, in the opening, when they were talking about the grave robberies? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, when they pull in, and uh, I'm one of the people that walked up to the bay and I talked to them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, or something. Or something. <laughs> or, or something. All I know is I played Teenage Cowboy number one. <laughs> and there was another kid that played Teenage Cowboy number two. And then there was the other guy who they kept in the film who was tall cowboy. He's the one that said, he said, he's the one that said, come along with me, little lady. I'll, I'll tell you where to go. Uh-huh. That was tall cowboy. That's awesome. He was tall cowboy. I was teenage cowboy number one because, well, I was a better actor than teenage cowboy number two. <laughs> of course you are. You get top bill. You get top bill in the teenage cowboy category. Right, rightfully so, John. Rightfully so. Yeah. Actually, I had lines and shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's, I find it really interesting what you just said that. You only had to wear the makeup for two days. Now, well, hey, yeah, actually, hour-wise, it was more like fucking three days. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. But now, doesn't that seem... I, I'm sure you have moments where it's like... How many years has it been? 43 years? 48. 40, 48. Yeah. Since the movie came out? No. Yeah. Holy started. shit. That's right. 48. My math is fucked up. Well, 47. 47 since it came out. Yeah. So yeah. almost almost a half a century later, you get lines like crazy at cons. You're flipping generations of people that watch the movie and want to meet you over really, if you want to even put it the long way three days worth of makeup in a movie that no one ever thought was even going to get saw seen. It's pretty wild, isn't it? I think think it's amazing and fucking wild. Absolutely. And it's crazy. I'm one of those people. I think so too. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you do. And I'm one of those people and I'm like, like I just said, like when I first saw the movie, I'm like eight years old. I'm a little kid. I don't know my ass from my elbow. I didn't think if you would have told me then that in 2021, 
You're going to be 46 and you're going to be talking to the grand, grandpa Sawyer on your computer. I would think you were fucking crazy. This is awesome. <laughs> you know, I didn't think I'd be talking about sauce and gravy with you. It's fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what's your favorite dish that your mom made? Wow. What a fucking brilliant, awesome question. Um, Oh, wow. There was there was a lot. I'm going to say my mother passed away and there's certain things that I miss that no one will ever recreate. Um, my mother's stuffed mushrooms were unbelievably incredible. Her eggplant parmesan was ridiculous. Oh, oh yeah. I like it. Eggplant parmesan, and she didn't make it a lot. She and when she made it, she would make like three big, huge trays, and she'd well, freeze. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass to make. A I'd pain in the ass. It. Yeah, it was on the menu at a restaurant where I was a cook in L.A. back in the seventies, and I ma- I was in charge of making it. What a fucking pain! Twice oh. a week, <laughs> the huge pans of it, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. So it was that. Um, she was an all-around amazing cook. She really was. I'm not just saying that because she was my mother. She used to cook her ass off. And uh, yeah, especially, and Thanksgiving is coming up. And it was it used to be like my favorite holiday because, because she would cook for an army. And there wouldn't even be like a whole lot of us. They'd be like maybe eight or ten of us at the most. Yeah. But she would cook for 50 people. And I would oh, go yeah. back to my apartment and, and I would have food for a week. And it was just the oh, yeah, best. hell yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. What do you like to eat? What's your favorite? My favorite food that my mother made, I think. You know, we were from the country. Her, her fried chicken. Actually, my mother and my grandmother both made great fried chicken, but they were completely different. My grandmother, my nanny Simmons, who was my ma's ma, she was large to fry her chicken in, and it was fucking delicious. But nice. it, it, it gives a different texture to the crust. It's like sticky. It sticks yeah. your fingers and everything. Uh-huh. And my ma used like uh, Crisco or something. Okay. In a, in a huge cast iron, cast iron skillet. Nice. Use the flat. Uh, you use the flat flour, not breadcrumbs, right? Flour. Yeah, just flour. Yes, that's real. God damn it! And the skin was so crispy and good, yeah. and uh, you know, and it was really simple. I think just salt and pepper and flour. You know, yeah, I don't know. but but sometimes I've never, sometimes I've never been able to duplicate it. Right. Either burn one side of it or some crap. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know. Yeah. I've never been able to duplicate that. And, uh, but that actually, I like whenever she made liver and onions, believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. And, and you know what? You say, you know, just salt and pepper. Sometimes less is more, man. It's just like sometimes nice and simple, but it's cooked right. It's the best way. You don't need to overpower it with everything else. It's good shit. But my ma, you know, she was a working woman. She didn't have a lot of time to, yeah, you know, she wasn't the greatest cook in the world. She could cook wild game really well, rabbit, squirrel, stuff like that. 
I never ate were, either of them. We were country for oh, she made the best fucking fried squirrel, man. Fried and, fucking squirrel. Yeah. Oh, you're a city slicker. What yeah, you I'll eat a fucking roast beef hero down the block. I don't know nothing about fried squirrels, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but she can fry the shit out of a squirrel. But one squirrel only is only good for maybe a half a person. So yeah, right. Quite a, now, quite a I've never, I've never in my life on the podcast or in real life ever had a conversation about eating squirrel. So now I have a question for you. Yeah, is it like I picture it to be like dark meat and stringy? Am I right? It's dark meat, but not particularly stringy. No, I feel like it would be like stringy. <laughs> I don't know why. Because I'm. I stupid. don't recall it being that way. Is it Have you had rabbit? Probably not. not I never rabbit. had rabbit. Yeah, well, it's like rabbit and squirrel are kind of similar. I think they're both rodents or whatever. You know? Probably. They're just cute rodents. Yeah. Man, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> They've got those little buck teeth. They must be rodents. <laughs> yeah, they're probably both rodents. Wow. <laughs> I think I had a girlfriend or two that may have been a rodent. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Haven't we all? <laughs> That's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. Fuck it. It's not terrible. <laughs> it's not terrible at all. Listen, that's how you feel. It's all right. <laughs> So what are we talking about tonight? <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Fried squirrels, gravy, I don't know, a little bit of chainsaw stuff. Um, I don't know. Listen, I want to talk to you about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I'll talk to you about anything, man. I'm having a good time. I mean, I, I made a little... I never have questions because I don't interview anyone. I just like to... Oh, okay, shit. good. No, no, I oh, don't... That's fine. That's fine with me. I'd rather just talk. Than, yeah, me too. I'm not going to say... Formality of... Nah, fuck all that, man. I'm from Brooklyn. Fuck all the formalities. Yeah, I'm from fucking bumfuck nowhere. There you go. I'm not going to try to pretend to be all professional. It's nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's bullshit. <laughs> but I will. The only thing that I do have here, because I had no idea that we would be talking about squirrel, and I'm fine with that. But <laughs> I, I'm a hundred. I swear to God, I'm, I'm completely good with this. Um... But I did have like a list of other things that you were in that maybe other people might, if they don't know, that they should go and check out besides the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So I just I just wrote down a few things and I'm just going to rattle them off real quick. And if you feel like talking about any of them, that's cool. If not, you don't have to either. This is your show. You do whatever the fuck you want, John. <laughs> Okay. All right. I don't have I don't have a fucking problem with that, Jim. That's <laughs> fucking that's good. Good. Fuck you. We, you we still, fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's right. <laughs> fuck you too, my man. Hey, uh, Jimmy. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy. You're tough. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. Um all right. So there was a there was a fucking 20 year gap with cursing up a storm professional. Fuck that. Um, there was a 20 year gap between Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then you were a cop at the hospital in Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation in 94. Yeah. I got to work with Renee Zellweger, man. Yeah. And what's his face? Uh, 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 not uh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Right. That's right. Yeah, I always. I, I, 
I didn't work with him, but I worked with Renee. Oh. Okay, and how was that? She's like, she doesn't even want to be known for that at all. It's she terrible. was a sweetheart. She was 22 years old at the time, and I was 40. <laughs> but, um, it was only her second film. Dazed and Confused was her first yes. film. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, she did that. And she has spoken about it in the last year or two, a little bit. But um, Right. It should be acknowledged, man. Yeah. Listen. Well, no, no, I know. She and Matthew most, both tried to block it from being released because they got they, they both got famous before we had a, a distributor for it. Really? So they, they, you know, I guess their management or whatever thought it's a bad idea to let this thing get out. Or <laughs> so there were lawsuits and shit about it, you know. Ah, listen, but that was cool that you technically you were in three Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, right? I'm the only living cast member that did three of the franchise. Right, yeah. right. You were in. You played a sheriff in Monstrosity. The next movie I'm going to rattle off has an amazing title to it because it sounds like such a... Ch I never seen it. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you. I didn't see it, but I think I have to see it only based on the title, and it's called Hellophone. <laughs> yeah, I have a real small part in that. It's about a, a guy, uh, a serial killer type that goes to the electric chair and then uh, he his uh, evil soul figures out how to call people up on the fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I played a prison like the head guard in uh, in the prison or something. Like, like the captain or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you were a clerk in Butcher Boys in 2012. Yeah, I played. Uh, I played the uh, like the um, cashier in a convenience store. Uh huh. And I had a scene with Ed Neal in it. Awesome! What a yeah. fucking good dude that guy is. Yeah, no, yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> I think. Uh, did Marilyn play a small role in that film too? I think oh, Ed and I were. No, Ed and I were there the same day. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Marilyn was there. You were in the hospital, parts one and two. Oh, well, two, they just used archival the Archival footage, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even realize I was, I was in two. I certainly didn't get paid for it. Ah, shitty. But, yeah, I know. They do shit like that all the time. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. It but, is. Uh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, um, it's rough, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, dude. I'm sure. It's intense. So, uh, you know, if you're not into extreme fucking weird shit, you might want to avoid that. <laughs> right. Morning. Right. Yeah. Don't show it to your, right. don't show it to your kids for God, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There was a, you play a grandpa in a short film called In the Pines. Yeah, it's a, well, a local female, uh, 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 female uh, filmmaker, friend of mine, uh, 
she lives well no she lives in tennessee she's not really local right <laughs> not to me i mean she lives way that way, way, right. this way. Wait, where are you right now but, anyway yeah. are you are you in texas right now no i'm in tennessee okay I don't live in Texas any longer. I haven't lived there for many years. But I right. live in Tennessee. I live, let's just say, somewhere between Nashville and Memphis. I'll leave it at that. A few months ago, me and my daughter went to Tennessee. I was never there before. Well, I was there working a job like fucking 12 years ago at some little airport. I don't remember where. Right by Cheyenne? No, not, Ch not Ch Chattanooga. And okay. Cheyenne's in Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming. I thought I knew it was a CH. It started with a CH. I got fucked up. Oh yeah, up. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then um, it could have been Chile. It could have been fucking Chile. Chile. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. And but a few months ago, my daughter, she's now she's twelve. She was she wanted to. I told her for her birthday or whatever, we can go wherever you want. I'm thinking she's going to say fucking Disney World or something. She says, no, Dad, I want to go to the Titanic Museum in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. I never even heard of Pigeon Forge. Are you close to Pigeon Forge? No, no is it I'm Pigeon not Forge? real far. It's where Dolly Parton has her amusement yes. park. Going. Yeah, it's at Dollywood is all over there. And yeah, Dollywood and all that shit. Yeah. It's up, it's up, by, up by Gatlinburg. Yes. Yeah, it was kind of cool, though, man. I had a ball over there. They had the Titanic Museum. There was a really cool fucking Hollywood Wax Museum. That was cool. There was some really cool shit over there. I didn't expect it to be like like there's so many activities and things and shit to do. But it was fucking cool. I want to go back. country up there, too. Uh, you know, the Smoky Mountains are really pretty. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. So now this local filmmaker is from Tennessee who did In the Pines? Yeah, in the pines, and I did the wraparound on it, like that, um, which I've done a couple of those where I play the uh, grandpa or the uncle or something who's telling a story to the kids, you know. Yeah. Starts out with, you know, the pleasant old guy telling a story to the kids, and then the story unfolds, and then, you know, at the yeah. end, they come back. Oh, that's right. Right. Uh huh. Um, the boogeyman you were in. Yeah, I'm really proud of that. As a matter of fact, that was part of the. Uh, well, I'm proud of everything, actually. I, I you should be. That. You fucking should be. Anybody. But I'm always proud of my work. I think I do the, you know, do the best I can. Get your butthole out of my face. God damn this cat. <laughs> Yo, did the cat just put its ass in your face? Did you see that? No, I kind of saw it blurry, but then you mentioned to get your butthole out of my face. So I feel God, like, what is that like? Here, sniff my ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> although I've been known to do that. You know, <laughs> right. Well, I've been married four times. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Oh, shit. Yeah, we're back on the boogeyman uh, before the cat put it together. He popped in my head. Oh, the boogeyman. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's based on a, uh, it's part of the, um, 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 the uh, a Dollar Babies uh, program that Stephen King uh -huh. and a couple other writers started. 
where you can buy you can buy the rights to one of their stories for a dollar. Wow. No yeah. shit. To shoot a film on it, you just can't make any money on it. It's only to showcase your talent as a filmmaker. Gotcha. Huh. You know, so, you know, you can't make a, you can't make any money on it. Right. Just to, to show, uh, to showcase and to show at film festivals and things like that. Oh, that's cool. And uh, it's a nice old film. If you get a chance to see it. Uh, uh, the, the, I've seen the boogie. I haven't seen it in a while, but I did see it and I will revisit it hundred percent. But I don't know if you've seen that. Ver you saw that version of it. That version. Or, yes. Huh? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Sean John Johnson, the guy that plays the lead role, that was his first and only acting role, man. He did a hell of a job, I thought. Really? I didn't know that that was his first and only role either. Oh, yeah. He's a, wow. he's a motorcycle mechanic or something, I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but. shit. Um, all right. The, the Devil Dogs of Kilo Company. That's a voiceover gig. Uh, right. That was the same guy that directed the uh, Boogeyman. Directed that, and it's a stop motion uh, World War II sort of fantasy. Um, it's not historical by any means, but using a little plastic army men. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of cool too. Okay. Very cool, and I and I, I voice uh, Colonel. Somebody. <laughs> it's a Colonel fucking someone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Colonel shit. Tanaka, Tadika, Tadila, Tadila. I don't know. <laughs> All right. It starts with a T. <laughs> Belly Timber. That is another one where I do a wraparound on it. Uh-huh. Like, okay, boys. Hey, Grandpa. Hey, Grandpa. <laughs> You know, hey, boys, come on, sit down. Right around here, a long time ago. Time ago, <laughs> right. And then fade, and then the film, and then... Back around to you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, deviant oh. behavior. Oh, fuck. I play a... Uh... <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, oh, God. It's, no, it's, it's a nice old film. <laughs> I play uh, kind of a, a burnt-out uh, homicide detective. Uh, we shot it in uh, Corpus Christi. It was fucking great. I had a great time down there. Right. Um, oh, yeah, I was staying right on the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. And uh, I played kind of a end of his career kind of burnout homicide detective who uh, gets this case that seems to be a serial killing and management is not doing anything to solve it. He's frustrated. And he uh, 
he enlists his old partner who got thrown off the force for fucking uh, uh, being on the take or something, you know, a dirty cop. Yeah. But apparently one of the best investigators uh, that my character ever met. So he enlists him and they go after this fucking guy. Oh, nice. And uh, I'm in it. And uh, Eric Rodriguez, the guy who plays uh, the other cop, the burnout drunk one who's now a private investigator, <laughs> living in his office in a dirty, you know, suit, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. that sort of thing. rumpled, dirty suit, living on a couch in his office. That yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, so uh, Eric is wonderful and then uh, Ed Gwynn is in it as a, as a, this guy's informant oh no shit I, yeah, I, 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 I tried to reach I tried to reach out to Ed Gwynn but I don't really know how to get in touch with him I would love to just bullshit with that guy yeah so he plays this old you know homeless guy who's an informant you know yeah and uh, he's got a marvelous scene in it and Nice. a lot of fun making it. I'm really proud of it. Yeah. See, that's why I wanted to go through some of these so other people, if they weren't aware, now they can get hip. No, you know, I appreciate it because everybody wants to talk about Chainsaw. Fuck, everybody's seen that motherfucker, you know? Oh, yeah. And and everyone knows, you know, the stories about how hot it was and there's rotting meat and, you know, the grueling filming process. And that's all cool if you're a fan of the yes, movie. You know? You know? You know, they always, uh, they just, you know, they're so excited to meet you. They don't, they can't think of anything to say though. So they go, how hot was it? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. And you go, it was, okay. It was butt awful. All right. Yeah. You know, it was fucking hot. You can't imagine how bad it was. Exactly. Uh huh. <laughs> Well, I was the only thing that I can compare it to what you guys might have been going through, but you guys were probably even worse. I was in the military and I was in the Air Force and I was in San Antonio, Texas in like May and it was fucking balls hot. So you were filming in like September and August. So it must have even been fucking worse. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. You know, being uh, in southern Texas in fucking August is just you know fuck yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was brutal. Yeah, marching around on the now, fucking were you, black house. Were you in, uh, so you were at the you were stationed at the air base there in in. Uh, well, I was. San Antonio. Um, well, that was that was for for basic training, San Antonio, Latin. Yeah, and then from there I went up to. Wichita Falls, Texas, to Shepard Air Force Base. And then from there, I went to Clovis, New Mexico. And then from there, I went to Elmendorf, Alaska. And that was it. Then I was out. Oh, boy. <laughs> hot as balls. Hot as balls. Hot as balls. Hot as balls. Fucking penguins and igloos. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, there's no pe- there's no penguins in Alaska, but no, but that's what I thought of. They're they're in Antarctica, okay. I know, um, but I'm an idiot from Brooklyn, so I get orders 
to go to Alaska from New Mexico. And all I'm thinking of is Eskimos and fucking igloos and the Iditarod dog race. That's all I'm thinking. Well, no, well, there's, there's, there's igloos up there. Oh, there is. <laughs> um, what the fuck was I going to tell you? Oh, oh, my brother is a helicopter pilot. He, uh, he was a medevac, uh, an army, uh, army chopper pilot in Vietnam, two tours. Wow! And he, I think he did his, uh, he did his flight training in uh, at Lackland in San Antonio, even though he's army. It's very possible because there was, um, when I was in basic training, there were other, there was army people there. There was um, a lot of um, special forces like. Um, what were they called? Combat controllers. They're special forces. They they like basically they go behind enemy lines and they blow shit up so that planes yeah. and helicopters can land and shit. Yeah, so, yeah they, there was some sort of a training for them that was there. And then obviously, like the um, they never get any recognition, it seems like, but they they're basically just like Navy SEALs, which is um the Air Force pararescuemen. They're just like the same, basically they do the same shit plus medical school and all this shit. They they were there, and there was a thing called TACP. I don't remember what it stands for, but that's it's a joint operation where the Air Force and the Army work together for a specific reason. I don't remember why. That was 1996, and a lot of beers and a lot of drugs since. So I don't remember. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, so Texas was fucking hot. What 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 I witnessed was fucking hot. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> you all right? I've got emphysema. Yeah. Oh Jesus. <sighs> yeah. Well, you know. Please tell, please tell me you don't smoke anymore. No, I quit eight years ago. Over eight years ago, All right, almost almost nine years ago, but I had half my jaw removed five years after I quit. Right, oh, <laughs> and shit. now I got emphysema. I smoked for forty seven years, Jimmy. Wow, wow, yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I haven't had a cigarette in a couple of years, but I have this stupid vape thing. That's it. I don't drink anymore. Yeah, you don't drink anymore. I know. I haven't I haven't had a drink in over seven years. Wow. Yeah. I went I went almost I went six years and change. And then I went fucking crazy all over again for like three and a half years. And it wound up really, really, really bad. And then oh, man, I'm sorry. Hey, listen, it's life. You know, listen, I wish I, I, I'll be the first one to tell you. I wish. Is that a beer you're drinking? I wish I could have a fuck. I wish that was. I wish I could sit down one day at a convention and crack a cold one with you, but it's against my better judgment. Drink one for well, me. Well, Heineken. That was my. That was my shit. Heineken's were my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's and then for now, I'm a little over seven. October first was seven years. Wow. Yeah. Hey, listen. I'm sorry if I'm tempting you here no not at all please have a fucking dozen for me not at all i things like that don't bother me i can walk into bars and hang out it doesn't bother me i don't know i'm weird it doesn't bother me more power to you i wish i could do it 
<laughs> no. no, you know, once you decide, you know, I, you know, I quit for a couple of years once, and you know, yeah, and uh, I go out to dinner, you know, with uh, my stepkids and stuff like that, and uh, and they'd order drinks, and and uh, they'd say, "I'm sorry, is this bother you?" I say, "No, if I wanted to have a drink, I'd fucking order one." That's it. I'm the know. same way. That's it. I'm the so, same way. If I want or want to have one, I'm not, you know. Right. Nobody's got my hands tied. Right. Just a you, personal decision. The the only way that I would um, ever, the only way that I would ever go off the wagon is if me and you hung out and you brought me a plate of freshly fried fucking squirrel. <laughs> and, I, and I'll crack a fucking beer with you over some fried squirrel. With Grandpa Celia all day. <laughs> well, my brother shot them, and my mom cooked them. So my brother doesn't hunt anymore. My mom's dead. So I think mm-hmm. we're. Fine. Damn it! All right, I, I guess I'll stay on the wagon. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! That's fucking funny. So, you... so what else is happening, man? Ah, not much. I was just going to ask you because. I don't know. It could be bullshit because I've talked to people and I go to their IMDb and it's bullshit. But it says that there's one movie that you're doing. One, I'm going to say one. Uh, uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. A project that you're working on. I don't know exactly what it is. It says one thing has been announced. Three are in pre-production. Two are filming, and one is in post-production. Does that even ring a bell? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I don't know which one's in post production. Post production is one of them in post. I don't know. I don't know. So that's a, it didn't even. I don't even know. Maybe it said it, but I don't fucking know. But yeah, I was wondering. Uh, well, you, well, they say that shit. You know. But, yeah. Yeah, that's why. That's why no, I, I, I prefaced it like. Well, you have oh. a. Well, you have not mentioned rock paper scissors, by the way. <laughs> And you know what? You know what's fucked up that you said that? Because I don't, you're not going to be able to see it, but I said deviant behavior, and the next thing on the list uh-huh. is fucking rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> it was next on the list, and then we started talking about, I don't know, all penguins and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, yeah, what's up? That looks like a sick movie. Oh, it was really great it was a great experience that uh actually hollywood film you know i got got to stay in la for a couple weeks and everything um and it was written by um the the victor brooke miller who wrote uh friday the the 13th uh, yeah friday the 13th and his writing partner was uh uh, Carrie Fleming on it, and uh, and it was directed by Tom Holland from uh, Child's Play, and, yeah, uh, Fright Night, and all that stuff. So uh, it was a pretty fucking big deal for me, you know. That's fucking awesome. And uh, I had originally been hired on to do a little cameo role, you know, spend a half a day there. Yeah. 
you know, and just get walk into a room and get killed or some shit, you know. <laughs> hey, yeah. And uh, I was getting ready to seal the deal on that, and the the um, uh, Megan Mara, um, who was the, um, the, the uh, casting director on it, contacted me and said, "John, don't don't sign that." Don't sign that contract yet. I'll get back to you. I thought, I'm getting shit hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting fired. Uh-huh. Before I even, you know, they change their mind, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I got an email back an hour or so later saying, uh, John, they want you to, they decide they want you to play Uncle Charles. I was like, Uncle Charles, <laughs> which was a major role. You know? Yes. I was like, oh, well, okay. And Stacy was like, what is that? I said, they want me to play Uncle Charles. It was Uncle ah. Charles, that because she'd read the script. She goes, the, the pervert, one of the main character pervert guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I get a phone call from fucking Tom Holland out of the blue on just on my phone. Yeah. Tom Howland here. <laughs> you know, I didn't answer it because I didn't recognize the number, you know, so I got a voicemail. Yeah. Good. Tom Howland here. Um, <laughs> on my mobile. <laughs> Give me a call on my landline. And he rattled off a number. Uh-huh. And I had this weird look at my face, and Stacy says, uh, "What? What is it?" And I said, "That was strange. It was Tom Holland." Huh? And she goes, "Tom Holland, the like director, actor, writer guy." And I said, "Well, I guess so." I was like, "Why the fuck would he be calling me?" And she goes, "John, maybe he's directing that film that you're doing." And I was like, yeah. "Oh, oh." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why the fuck would Tom Holland be calling? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's awesome. So That's great. Him. Yeah. That's we talked for great. a few minutes. I called him back and we talked. He wanted to make sure I was capable of playing this role. This is an important role. Can you handle it? Because I don't know anything you've done. I said, of course I can handle it. Right. I'm an experienced and educated actor. Of course I could handle it. Right. And after after my first uh, the the first morning, of course, as happens on films, you know, when when they're flying you into somewhere to do a few days on a film or whatever, they get so excited once you get there that they schedule all your hardest scenes first thing in the morning on your oh. first day there. Of course, of course. Like, gee, dang. Yeah. Fuck you, yeah. man. <laughs> they don't give you a chance. They don't give you a chance to kind of get in the groove or anything. Right. It's always. I'm telling you, Jimmy, it happens every fucking time. I'm sure you arrive yeah. on set and they throw you right in the fucking fire. And and oh, that. here he is. Let's shoot. Let's shoot that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. So I get there and uh, 
it, they want me there directly from the airport for one thing. Huh. And uh, to fill out paperwork and shit. And then I got to be there the next morning at 6 a.m. To, to get makeup for like two of the toughest scenes I had in the fucking film, you know. Right. Huh. So uh, I go and fill out this paperwork, and a line producer talks me into uh, giving up my travel pay, which I should have never done. Right. But he yeah, he met my car. Hey, John, how are you? I'm not, uh, oh, by the way, would you give up your travel pay? We're kind of running behind schedule, and we're running lean on money. You know like, what? What? I was like, well, well, okay, okay. You know. Ah, oh, shit. Which that that fucked me out of about fifteen hundred bucks, but. Uh, right, of course. Um, Tell fucking Victor Miller to fucking stop having short arms and deep pockets. Uh, that wasn't Vic. <laughs> wasn't him at all. Okay. No, uh, nah, it wasn't 1500 but it fucked me out of a bit of money, you know. Sure. And, uh, and so we do the first setup. Really tough scene. I'm working with a kid who's taking a bath, you know. I'm getting creepy on this kid who plays my nephew who's in a, who's taking a bath. Right. And I play I play his uncle who raises him, who's a, an abusive asshole and pedophile. Right. You know, violent pedophile. And it's a tough fucking scene, you know. And we finally we get done with it, and they're gonna change the lights around and the camera angle and everything. And Tom Holland goes, "Hey, John, come here for a second. I thought, "Oh boy, yeah, here we go." I get over there, yeah, Tom. And he goes, first off, where have you been for forty years?" Huh. And I thought, ooh, guess I did something right. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. No, what a right. situation, right? Yeah. I raised a daughter. I worked, you know, I don't work. I worked, paid the bills, raised a child. I, you know, whatever I had to do. Yeah. Because what he'd been playing just kindly uncles and things like that. I said, actually, yes, I have been. And then he said, let me ask something, John. Are you holding back at all on this character? I said, well, yeah. I'm trying to come in a little bit subtle. You know, I don't want to blow the you know screen off of the theater. And uh, he said, don't do that. I huh. said, okay, why? Why? And he goes, you are playing a sociopath in the memory of a sociopath. Uh, you're playing a psychopath in the memory of a psychopath. Right. Because it, because the whole thing, my whole character is in flashback to the serial killer's childhood. Right. And what turned him into a fucking monster. You know? Gotcha. And uh, he said, don't do that. He says, just let it rip. And I was like, oh, baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Jesus. Um, you need to see it. I have so much. I'm definitely going to check. I definitely, I 100% will check it out. Absolutely. 
it's uh, it's just a lot of it's a fun fun film, and it's me and and there's Mike Madsen's in it. Uh, oh, Tatum really? O'Neal. Mike Madsen? Uh, yeah, awesome. Mike Madsen. Mike Madsen, Tatum O'Neill. Um, 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 um. Oh, Maureen McCormick from the Brady Bunch. Wow. Holy shit. She plays a small role. Ari Lehman. Uh, the first Jason, yeah. The first Jason, and then what's his name? One of the other Jasons. Uh, 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 the the really popular Kane Hodder. Yeah, Kane Hodder plays a, a small role in it. Okay. And, uh, oh, definitely have to check uh, it out. Yeah, but I have to, you know, I'll, uh, always will thank. Uh, uh, Dick Miller for uh, standing up for me and, sure. and say no, I want John to play this role. Yeah, you know, because I I'd know I'd known uh, Dick for oh, seven years or something from the from the con from the convention business. Sure, and uh, uh, you know, we sat next to each other two times at two separate conventions and got to know each other and. Yeah, and enjoy each other's company, and he just suggested me. And then when they were wanting, they were wanting somebody local, somebody who lived in L.A., and he insisted on me. They didn't want to fly anybody in, you know. Yeah, and I live outside of Nashville, Tennessee. So. Um, huh. That's fucking awesome. I definitely, I definitely have to check it out. A hundred percent, definitely will, man. So now you have an Instagram account, but you're not ever on it. Why not, John? Uh, I never, I never, I just, uh, I'm a Facebook person. I never use Instagram. It's I look great, at it. It's a great tool, man. <laughs> I have to figure out how to use it. I don't use my Twitter either. I used to have Twitter. I got rid of it. But Instagram is easy. You upload a picture to it and you write a little description and you press the little arrow and it goes up. That's it. That's it. It's less involved than Facebook. And if anyone oh, wants to know, it's it's the, the Instagram. Hey, John Dugan's Instagram handle is Unka Dugan, U-N-C-A-D-U-G-A-N yeah. on Instagram. Follow this guy. He's a fucking laugh riot. <laughs> yeah. Well, should, yeah, I that's just good. I, I don't know. I just never have figured out how to use it. Oh. I never fucked. I just never fucked around with it. Uh, hey, great- hey, are we about done, Daddy O? Yeah, sure. If you want to be, I'll stop holding you hostage. That's cool. But I do have, I do have one. Hour. I have one question, and then I'll leave you alone. Okay. And you might have been asked this a billion times, but I don't care what other people have asked you. Um, why weren't you cast as Grandpa in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2? I have no idea. I've often wondered. I think it's bullshit. You, you know, when, when that's been asked, they said nobody knew how to get in touch with me. But that's a fucking bold-faced fucking lie. Of course it is. Of course. It is. That's a Toby Hooper, one more Toby Hooper fucking lie. Okay. All right. He was a lot. He was a fucking 
Uh, don't get me started on Toby. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I don't want to get. Wanna, I don't want his son to sue my ass for telling the truth about it. But right. Okay. I don't. I don't want to get you all riled up, man. We had a great time for this last hour. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you but, to be like, oh, this fucking guy. It went so good, but then he started bringing up fucking Toby Hooper. Yeah, Toby. Uh, well, there's no, you know, the only person who's, who never said anything bad about him is Marilyn. Okay. Because she, she never says anything bad about anybody, or she never did. Right. But Lord, I miss her. She just, she was so full of kindness yeah. and love for everything. But she couldn't even. Yeah. Never had an opportunity. I never had an opportunity to meet her, and I never had an opportunity to meet Gunner either. Fuck. Or Jim. Shit, man. Yeah, I know. I missed out. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a fucking shame. Well, listen, Johnny, my friend over here. Thank you so much for your time, man. This was hilarious. And you taught me oh, stuff. you're welcome. You taught me shit. You taught me about rodents. You taught me that you had ex-girlfriends that might or might not have been rodents. You talked to me about... <laughs> we, we, we talked about fucking the frozen tundra up in, up in Alaska and a whole bunch of movie stuff. <laughs> Good times, my man. Good times. Listen, you know, I had a buddy in theater school who spent the entire Vietnam War in Alaska. Oh, fuck. He made a, he made a mistake <laughs> when he got drafted of uh, mentioning when they asked if he spoke any foreign languages, he mentioned he spoke Russian. Oh, shit. <laughs> they shit, shipped him to Alaska. He spent all day, every day, listening to Russian radio. Oh, my God. He said he would have rather been in the goddamn jungle. You're goddamn right. <laughs> That's awesome. Good he shit. Said, I, biggest mistake I ever made. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Well, that's awesome. Listen, I hope that... I hope that you're feeling well. I hope that everything remains good for you. Um, the next time you come around, obviously I'm on the East Coast, whether you're at New Jersey Horicon or Monster Mania. I don't know exactly which ones you do over I'm here. Like I wanted to do New York City. I've been trying to get to New York City to do something for years. Just... Well, New York City's fucked up. There was one, I won't even mention their name because uh, whatever, but there was one recently I didn't even go to, but I heard it was terrible. For some reason, New York for horror conventions can't get their shit together. I go to an average of six conventions a year. Two New Jersey horror cons, two Monster Manias, and and Chiller. Twice every year, and once in a while we'll go to like Virginia or a different spot in Pennsylvania to like something different or whatever, just to mix it up. But something about New York, man, that we can't get our shit together with horror conventions. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But yeah. But regardless, I sure would like to do it. Oh yeah, but regardless, the next time you're around here, I will absolutely come to your table and we'll shoot the shit, and 
I'll definitely get another thing. So what'd you write on mine? I don't know, to Jimmy, like keep on sucking or some shit I think you wrote on yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, keep on sucking. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. John, thank you so much for your time. Be well. And I will message you as soon as as soon as this comes out, this drops. Like I said, we're 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 recording right now. It's a Monday. This coming Friday is Daniel Pearl, and then the following Friday is you, noon Eastern time. Okay. I'll let you know. Okay, let me know. Yeah, a hundred percent, my man. Thank you so much okay. again for your time. Thanks. This is awesome. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Later, brother. <laughs>